0: You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner, Ian McMeans.
1: And I'm Public Information Officer and Editor-in-Chief of Mount Lebanon Magazine, Laura pace Lilly. You may remember our very first episode of Inside Lebo last year dealt with Mount Lebanon's comprehensive plan.
0: Yes, and now that we are more than a year, almost 18 months into the planning process, we are approaching the end of the planning process when our new comprehensive plan will be unveiled. So with us today is our project manager from Pasek MTR, Jenny Easton. Jenny, thanks for joining us.
2: Hi there. Thanks, Ian and Laura. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Why don't we start by um, explaining for people what a comprehensive plan is? I know we talked about it last year, but in case they didn't hear, what is it? A comprehensive plan,
2: as enabled by the state planning code, is every community's playbook for prosperity. So this is an opportunity to reach out to and listen to residents, ascertain what they'd like to see happen in the future, and then set forth a vision, objectives, policies, and action steps to make that vision a reality
0: playbook for prosperity. I love that. That's that's a fantastic (laughs) turn of phrase there. That's amazing. Um, So last year when we did our initial episode on the plan, it was very early in the process and we kind of talked about this is the roadmap we're going to take to develop the plan and build the recommendations and all that. So what are the phases of the plan that we've kind of gone through in the planning process? It has really
2: flown by, but we've been through a lot. Um, I think people have probably seen us around the community and I hope they've followed our progress along the way. We started last summer with the explore phase of the plan, the first of three phases. This was focused on intensive public outreach and engagement. So, we launched our plan website, AscendLevo.com. We had an interactive initial survey there. Um, The very first plan survey was very open-ended, allowed people to express their um, aspirations for the future or their um, needs, the things they'd like to see the municipality address. Um, We followed up with a um, maybe more targeted, but comprehensive survey, um, diving in a little deeper on those issues. Um, and we appeared at a whole slew of community events that summer. Um, so pop-up events where we um, kind of jumped in on things that were already happening, intercepting people at where they were out in the community to have conversations about what people look, would like to see happen. We start with a blank slate. We don't come in with any preconceptions of what this community needs or where it's headed. Um, that's something that the people we talk to really drive. So. Those conversations identify what's important for the plan to be focused around um, the structure of the plan and the topics that we are diving deeper into later. Um, so explore phase was all about public engagement and identifying those major issues the plan's going to address. We then, um, I would say winter last year, moved into the second phase, which is the test phase. So having heard from people what they'd like to see the plan address, what's important for the future. Um, test phase is all about um, starting to pilot strategies ideas policies initiatives and seeing what sticks so um, we developed a topic specific set of surveys um, for mobility for active transportation um, moving around the community for community engagement um, talking about how people engage with the municipality and with one another how, municipality can provide a platform for community to happen and how people want to see that unfold. Resiliency was the third, third, yes, yes, topic specific area.
0: Catch-all of historic preservation and sustainability and economic development and all those ideas encapsulated into one.
2: Yes, so during test phase we launched three topic specific surveys, um, got hundreds of responses for each. Um, So we asked a lot of really detailed questions about those topics based on where they sounded like they were heading and the directions people wanted to see us move with those. Um, All of that feedback was really useful in helping us refine um, kind of the direction those recommendations were going. We also convened focus groups on each of those issues, um, so people with specific expertise or perspective on those topics in the community, some representatives from the appointed boards um, and other um, groups and agencies working throughout the municipality had the chance to become involved and help us shape um, where the recommendations were going during test phase. And the third and final phase is the build phase, where we are now. Um, So we're refining recommendations, we're developing implementation strategies, and we're testing the viability of everything that's in the plan um, by running it past everybody we can get involved at this stage. So um, we've had in-depth conversations with senior staff, um, with appointed boards and commissions. Um, We recently appeared before planning board and the commission to make sure everything is on track. And we're now pulling together plan materials that will be available soon for public review and comments. Um, So that leads up to the final um, kind of build phase steps, which would be a public hearing um, advertised, hosted by commission, and then potentially a vote to adopt the plan in
0: December. Yes. So I do want to jump off of a few things that Jenny said, since as municipal planner, I've been fairly involved in this process as well. Um, So for starters, if anyone out there is interested in watching those presentations that were given to the commission or the planning board, both of those meetings are available through the municipal website on our YouTube channel, which is MTL meetings. So people can check those out along with other videos of our boards and authorities there. So plug for our YouTube channel. Also, uh, at the beginning, Jenny talked about kind of coming into the project uh, with a blank slate, and I think that's really. Essential to how Mount Lebanon's comprehensive plan process was different than the normal, typical comp plan process that a lot of communities around the country go through. Uh, The whole comprehensive planning idea over time has kind of fallen into this rhythm of, you know, we're gonna get some focus groups together and we're gonna talk to them about, you know, what we think the needs of the community are. And then we'll go out to the public, do some surveys, and try and really use those focus groups though to shape like what the recommendations are of the final plan. Whereas we kind of flipped that on its head that we went out to the public first and asked our residents, what are your aspirations? What do you want out of your community? What do you want your community to be in 10 years? And really use the community's input and feedback to shape everything else that happened, not only throughout the whole planning process, but really shaped the recommendations that are going to be in the final plan document as well. So this is truly kind of the Mount Lebanon community's comprehensive plan because we as both municipal staff and our planning team that we worked with um, approached it with that tabula rasa, uh, the the blank slate to kind of, you know, let the community guide where we wanted things to go.
1: It's a shame the two of you aren't excited about it. (laughs) 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 Now, last time we did a comprehensive plan 10 years ago, we had about 300 pieces of input. If you kind of had to estimate how many pieces of input you got for the stage, what what would that number look like?
2: It is easily over 3,000. So, on the interactive map alone, where on AscendLibo.com, people could pull up a map of the community and kind of zoom around and find locations of interest, stick a pin and suggest a specific idea, and then react to upvote, downvote other people's ideas. Um, On that map, we received more than 900 pins and comments, so the response has been huge. And um, Ian's right, people have been very powerful in this process in directing where it goes and what it uncovers and um, the recommendations that will ultimately result. So we've had um, really strong engagement, I think, and a strong community response. Um, And the opportunity for that is not over as we move into our public review of the draft documents. Um, We will very much consider every comment we receive. Um, Commission will see and review every comment we receive. Um, So I really hope people continue to become involved Um, help shape the plan
0: so some of those next steps for involvement that we talked about there's that um, 45-day public comment review period so we'll have the draft of the plan available on AscendLebo.com, as well as links from the municipal website to the planning website, AscendLebo.com. Um, the people can go, they can read the plan, there will be there will be ways for them to submit comments via the website as well that we'll be able to see, and then there's obviously at the end of the process that public hearing and commission vote at a public meeting, uh, hopefully in December, which is what we're targeting uh, for the plan adoption. So there's plenty of ways for people to still kind of review the culmination of this, uh 14 to 16 months so far of work that's gone into this plan where we're about two months out from completion.
1: All right. We're going to take a little break and we will be right back.
0: Welcome back to Inside Libo. We are talking about the Mount Lebanon Comprehensive Plan, which has been a 14 to 16 months of planning work so far done by municipal staff and our planning team from Paschik MTR, Jenny Easton, our project manager with Pashic, is here with us today. So Jenny, um, can you talk about, you know, what you've seen in your experience after a municipality adopts a comprehensive plan? What are the next steps that they then take?
2: So what oftentimes happens is the plan is adopted and it sits on a shelf collecting dust. Um, That is not how this community rolls and that's not what I expect would be the case here. Um, something that's really novel about this planning process is that we have structured the plan to align with the reorientation of the appointed boards. So our five major topics in the plan, um, the three we mentioned previously, mobility, resiliency, engagement, um, and then we also have parks and rec and financial management, um, are immediately going to be picked up by these new appointed boards in April and become a plan of work for those groups. So. Um, They are kind of the marching orders for those groups to work on. Um, The plan is a high-level document. um, It establishes policy and approach, but it's going to take um, people on the ground to really determine um, how these recommendations get carried out and what projects result. So, um, Ian can expand on this, but I believe nearly every action step in the last plan was addressed um, to the extent that those things um, remain relevant and feasible. Um, so I would expect that to be the case this time. We've written a plan that we hope strikes the right balance between aspirational and practical um, and delivered a set of recommendations it is within the municipal wheelhouse. So we think those are going to be strategies that address efficiently and effectively what people has told have told us is really important.
0: Yes, um, so as Jenny mentioned, in our 2013 Elevate Mount Lebanon plan, Um, We've accomplished about 95% of the goals that were laid out in that plan. Um, which, as Jenny said, is kind of rare um, to have this sort of implementable, actionable, comprehensive plan. There's a handful of communities around the region that do it. But unfortunately, from my experience working in other local governments before I came here, um, a lot of times these planning documents do just kind of wind up on the shelf. But that has not been the case in Mount Lebanon. As I said, you know, over the last decade, 95% of the goals from that last plan we accomplished. And the ones that we didn't accomplish were ones that um, situations kind of beyond our control changed. Uh, So one Example of that was there was a goal in the last plan that kind of specifically talked about you know increasing the amount of uh, recycling that we were doing and decreasing our solid waste over time. But as most of our listeners will probably remember, uh, halfway through that last 10-year plan, we had a change in our garbage contract and one of our largest uh, recyclable materials, glass. At that point, was no longer able to be put in the recycling stream and had to be either recycled at a separate drop-off location or just put in the trash in the solid waste stream. So we saw a pretty dramatic shift in our, um, you know, tonnage numbers that we were tracking over time. That uh, solid waste took a pretty big jump, and you know, an almost equivalent jump <laughs> or decrease happened uh, with recycling tonnage. So that was a goal that wasn't necessarily accomplished as it was envisioned and written in the plan but that was really because of situations beyond our control that happened you know our our biggest contract changed as far as what was an accepted material so um, everything that was kind of within our control to be able to do we did in that last plan and i'm very 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 positive that we'll be able to have a similar rate of accomplishment in this plan and one of the unique things that we're hoping to do in this plan and I, i think jenny and her team have done a great job of it is not only having a recommendation that says, you know, this is what you should do, but coming up with metrics for how to measure success um, so that then we have a way to kind of track and say, you know, these are the steps we've taken and, and these are the metrics we're using to measure whether or not we've met this goal. Great.
2: The community has done a pretty incredible job since the last plan of keeping it as a living document. This is a community where the comprehensive plan annually informs the Capital Improvement Program staff reports to Planning Board and Commission each year about status of implementation. Um, That will continue and then we're building upon it by kind of building this into the municipal website and making it something that people can visit and interact with. So annually at least, um, maybe if not more, people will be able to visit the website and track what's happening with comp plan recommendations um, and how those are making their way into operations.
1: Can you talk a a little bit about one of the goals of the plan was coming up with a new branding statement for Mount Lebanon and um, where that kind of stands?
2: Sure. So the existing slogan is a community with character. Um, When we started the project, we um, conducted a series of stakeholder interviews and we had our um, initial slew of comments um, from the public we received via the survey and some of our initial conversations. And we asked about this because it was something the community identified as um, maybe worth revisiting. And the sense was, um, of course, opinions are all over the place as always, but um, we heard this theme that maybe the slogan was getting stale, that a community with character didn't reflect this other theme we were hearing of a need or a desire to be more open and welcoming, um, to promote diversity, um, to open the doors of the community and make it like a really congenial neighborly place. So um, our project partners, Yard and Company, Um, our national consultants based in Cincinnati who do place branding work um, on a regular basis, came in and um, spoke with some of our focus groups and reviewed um, the hundreds and hundreds of comments we received and feedback to get a sense of the identity of Mount Lebanon, the type of place this is, the type of place people want to see it aspire to become. Um, And they suggested a set of slogans, um, kind of kicking different ideas around um, based on everything we've learned in the process so far.
0: I think you have very accurately captured everything that went into uh, that whole process because that was quite a lot of work that went in there. So when residents go onto the website and, you know, review the draft document on AscendLebo.com, what can they kind of expect to see? You kind of already laid out, you know, the plan is organized into the five categories broadly of the new advisory boards that are going to be constituted next year. Um, So what can people expect to see as they kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the plan?
2: Sure. What we have attempted to produce, and we hope for any comments on this, um, is a really digestible, accessible document. So we wanted it to be graphics rich um, so that the presentation of the plan kind of captures the, ex- the spirit and the excitement of the process and all the conversations we had along the way, um, showcasing what is exceptional about this community and the people who built the plan and um, made it into what it is. Um, so. What we've developed over the last, uh, you know, 16 plus months perhaps um, is this huge volume of information that the plan condenses into a presentation of context and recommendations for each of those topic areas. So there will be an introduction that kind of explains how the planning process unfolded and where things came from. Um, And then for each of those five major topic areas, um, a bit of background. Um, We report kind of top line findings from public engagement on each of the topics. some of the planning best practices or context that might apply, things that have changed in the last 10 years since the previous plan. Um, And then a set of recommendations with the context, um, kind of supporting why the recommendation is there, where it fits in, why it makes sense. Um, And then any insight on implementation, so who would be involved, maybe a cost estimate if that's appropriate, um, a timeline um, to give the municipality all the tools it can for implementation. And then as Ian suggested,
1: um, we have a set of
2: metrics or benchmarks for each of those key issues, um, that will be tracked in coming years.
1: That sounds great. I'm excited and I can't wait to see what everybody has to say about it. It's great to move this plan forward.
0: So I have one more question, which might be a bit of a curveball. I'm course going, up. You oh, do. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the most surprising thing to you during this planning process? Um, I will say, so
2: for a community that has a lot of planning initiatives in recent history or underway currently, Um, I'm thinking in particular of the parks plan um, completed in 2022, um, and then some ongoing parks processes and other related plans, Um, there is a lot of enthusiasm to participate in this process. People care deeply about this community. Um, Where they might deserve to have planning fatigue, they're still coming out, they respond to the surveys, they're engaging in lively conversations with us about things we're talking about being on the table for the next 10 years. Um, This is a place where people are very proud to live. And I think that's really coming through in the conversations we're having and their enthusiasm um, to see what the next 10 years have in store.
1: Great. Great. Well, Well, thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you for joining us. It was great to have you here. And thanks to the audience for listening. That's it for this edition of Inside Lebo, produced by Carrie Magno, with music by Drew Magno, and graphics by Chris Lieber.
0: Don't forget to check out AscendLebo.com for the draft of the comprehensive plan, and please send us your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org, or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.